What's that billowing down the stairs? <gasps> it's smoke! It smells like the art teacher's office. Smoke and the water! plant parents, conscious consumers, and the morbidly curious, welcome to Cultivation Conversation, a podcast for growers by growers. Come chat with our hosts, Captain Autoflower, the real green monster, and myself, Girl Go Grow. Grab a bouquet of your favorite flowers, apparatus of choice, and don't forget the fire while I tell you about the special companies that help keep this ship afloat. We are busy people and we demand the best for our plants. So all three of us automate our grows with Autopots. Available in over 63 countries, gravity-powered Autopot systems rely on no pumps, no timers, and no power to operate. This plant-driven automated watering is so precise, it will reduce consumption of feed while increasing yield. An effective and efficient way to delegate a little responsibility. Let your plants feed themselves. Use code CC10 at autopot-usa.com. If quality is the name of your game, look no further than AC Infinity. AC Infinity's grow tents, lights, accessories, and ventilation systems offer reliability and affordability along with total environmental control. Use code CULTIVATION on acinfinity.com to save even more. Frass Valley produces the highest quality superworm frass. Naturally strengthen your plants and enhance their resistance to pests and disease. Use code CC10 at FrassValley.com. We are big fans of Mass Hydroponics. Whether you're a local in Massachusetts or accessing their full online catalog, they are your one-stop shop for all of your growing needs. Use code CC10 at Mass-Hydro.com. everybody out there in podcast land how are you tonight what the fuck is going on around here oh my darling welcome welcome for the one and only podcast for growers by growers for stoners smokers tokers growers showers blowers mofoers and uh Everybody else. Blowers. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else out there too. Um yeah, we're happy to be with you tonight. Talk a little growing. Smoking. Just so happens that we're growers and showers. <laughs> and I like honestly guys, I like to think of ourselves as uh the influencers. The three of us. You know, like there's a lot of influencers out there. You can pick pick whichever one you like best. I, I watch them too. They're entertaining. They know how to turn mundane things into internet content. That's that's not our specialty, right? We we just want to have a conversation with you about this hobby we all share. Be real. Try to be informative, funny, personal. How does one de-influence someone? I don't think that's possible. 
Sure it is. It's like a like a brainwashing, like a you know, de brainwashing. Like we're uh, we're sending you to like re education camp. That's what this is. That's still influencing people. Sure, but in a much more <laughs> positive manner. <laughs> the manner that we choose. Ha ha ha. No. It's I mean, I agree, G three. That's that's the joke <laughs> of it. That's 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 why it's funny, right? It's kind of such a shame that it's become such a, like a shitty word, you know, to influence somebody used to be such a wonderful thing. And now it's like just uh, capitalism. Yeah. You know, it's just, I think the influencers themselves have that, have, we have to blame for that. You know, they their behavior and making their videos sometimes and in public and doing the things they do and being the flip-floppers they can tend to be with whoever's, you know, paying the most per view. Let's be honest about how it goes, you know. Um, but yeah, that's just, guys, that, that we, can, we can leave all that behind when we're in the safe space of ours. <laughs> it's, we keep it 100. I don't feel safe. You guys don't know what goes on behind the scenes. He beats me. That's right. You de-influence or the beatings continue. Blink twice if you're safe, G3. Oh, wait, she's a shade, huh? I don't dare speak against the captain. Oh, no. Come on. That's not how it works around here. <laughs> We're I, totally kidding. They're, they're, I'm always susceptible to mutinies, but um, I don't know. I hope it's. I hope I keep it keep it cool around here, for real, for real, for real. Of course. We just like to talk about plants. I mean, that's yeah, what right? we're here for. For real. We sure do. Speaking of plants, what are you smoking on tonight? I'm smoking on this anaphylaxis. It's living up to its name, man. It's fucking choking me out. I have to keep hitting the mute button. <laughs> that's what she does, dude. Yeah. No Every joke. time you do cough, it's always from that. No, always. shit really does. So it makes me choke. Do you think that that is in, like, really? Do you think that's an element of the strain itself? Like, maybe that's why he named it that. Possibly. Possible. Or do you think that it's like a result of how you dried it? Maybe a manner in how you grew it. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I've I've grown it a couple times, and the end result's always the same. It fucks me up, and it takes my lungs hostage. So I've had enough of a control to know that it's consistent as in uh, what it does to me. So I don't know. I think it's the strain. Certain strains will do that. You know, they make you cough more than others. Oh fuck yeah, they do. This is definitely one of them. I, I mean, I, I just wonder sometimes, this is like, should I have done something different with the dry? Is it just the strain itself? I think I'm leaning on the side of just like, yeah, certain strains, man. The type of resin. Um, yeah, it, it's just all the way it interacts with your individual system, too. Yeah. But it, it uh, it's a good smoke. I like it. Fuck yeah. You feel my brain buzzing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a strong sativa, right? Yeah, but there's some indica in there too. There's a peanut butter breath, so it, mm. yeah, good smoke all right around. Right on. That's um by Mass Medical for See. you know everyone who's wondering, and you can pick those beans up at uh, Mass Hydro, I think. Yeah, I don't know if he has that particular strain, but um, he usually has some the mass medical but yeah maybe not yeah. that one um but yeah anyway how about you g3 it's in the pot, so, pipe, pipe, pipe tonight uh this is a little different um i went to this cannabis convention near me this past weekend mm -hmm. this i i can't wait to talk to you guys about this it was fucking yeah. insane I Never in my wait. life have I experienced anything like this. It was insane. Anyway, while I was there, um, so I'll remind everybody that 
I'm in Pennsylvania. We're a medical only state. Mm -hmm. We do not have home grow. <laughs> and I walk into this convention center and this is a, like a huge convention center near me, gigantic out in the public. This thing's been advertised for weeks. Oops. And I walk in the door mm -hmm, yeah, yeah. and it is mushrooms and flour what? and edibles, like garbage bags of flour. And I'm like, is this CBD? And they're like, no. I'm talking candy jars full of mushrooms with every strain you could freaking imagine. It was That's like Willy Wonka gone sideways. I was like, the whole time I'm walking around with my jaw, like on the floor, flabbergasted. How is this happening? Our state doesn't even allow edibles to be sold by state stores. What is going on here? <laughs> it was I, yeah, I, insane. So while I'm there, like that. I picked up some pre-rolls and one of them, I saw they had pure Michigan and I thought of Monsta. So I grabbed it. Now, whoever packed these pre-rolls has not ever smoked a pre-roll in their life because they were packed so densely that they wouldn't stay lit at all. You couldn't draw air through them. So when I got home, I like unpacked them and then repacked them. And each one they gave me rolled two full joints and three bowls. <laughs> nice. wow. Like, wow, that's really great that's money generous. wise. Yeah. Very generous. And I'm talking these people that are selling an ounce for 80 bucks. And wow. I mean, so we, and we're all right. So my, my thought initially G3 is first it's holy shit. Like, I can't believe that you were at, I live in PA too. You know, I've never seen anything like that. Never in my life. I, I was so flabbergasted, like, like floored the entire, I talked to a couple people there. And one guy I asked, like, how are you doing this? Like I'm fairly familiar with Pennsylvania legislature regarding this particular plant. How are you doing this? And I mean, they have full plants there covered with powdery mildew, but still <laughs> full plants there that people are taking home. And I'm asking them, how are you doing this? And he just looks at me and goes, enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah. And sure enough, as I'm leaving that day, three cop cars, an ambulance and a fire truck pull in. Uh -oh. I didn't hear anything afterwards if they got shut down or if they didn't. I don't know what happened afterwards, but like that, I don't, I still, I have no idea. Man, I have no wild. idea. I, These were like home growers. Yeah, everyone's showing who up. People who were making, yeah, edibles in their kitchen. Like everything's black oh, label. Man. Everything is like, they got their Mylar bags custom made on Amazon. Like this... <laughs> it sounds like I have a to weird say, loophole or like, yeah, I don't know. I guess they kind of register as CBD and other legal things. And then they just bring whatever and hope they don't get thrown in jail. I don't, I really don't know how the process is or even how these people hear about something like this because they were very comfortable being there. I don't know. Be strange. The whole thing was very strange. Yeah, that's. But I got some pure Michigan. So, have you tried it before? Um, just right now. So no, never before. It kind of gives me like a lemony beef bouillon type thing going on. It's very savory. <laughs> I can see that beef bouillon. Yeah, I like the too. beef I mean, cubes. It's, it's, yeah. It's been bred by a couple different people, so you're gonna yeah. get a lot and of different I'm, variations. And this is like, you know, somebody grew this in their basement, probably. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, I guess enjoy it while it lasts. I mean, who knows? But man, that's crazy. What about you, Cap? What do you smoke on? That is wild. Uh, I'm enjoying my skunk right now, guys. That that local skunk from um, Duke Diamond. I, I nice. can't. It's one of these, like, I can't stop smelling it. I can't like quite put my finger on why I like it so much or what it is about it that I like, but yeah, like it, it reminds me 
I mean, it has a skunky note to it for sure. It's, it's, it's gross, but it's like intriguing and it's just makes you want to keep sniffing it. <laughs> Maybe you speak for yourself. I'm, and it has like a, yeah, I, honestly, G3, I think, I think you, you dig it. I think you might dig it. Um, Maybe a cheesy, you know, like I think the the skunks were called the like cheese in over in the UK at one point. Like the that's what became known over there is like the UK cheese. I can see why, you know. I I don't think they have skunks native to the UK. Is that why? It's not a smell they're familiar with. No, I I would assume skunks are over in the UK. I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, maybe it's just they have more rank cheeses over there. Like, I don't know. Pick your European cheese. Soft, ugh, like cave age cheese. I'm not a fan of that stuff, by the way. No. Just give me a Parmesan. Give me a smoked Gouda. I heard you're a big fan of the uh, Parmunda. <laughs> I thought you might go there. That's fun, man. That's good. That is good. It's one of those nasty Europeans. Those nasty European cheeses from under. Um, yeah, this, it reminds me of that, guys. And, like, I was trying to explain it to um, my buddy, Rare Orange, you know. And I, I think I've heard a lot of, like, theories let's say from a bunch of different people some who are trying to sell seeds to keep it real with you that claim like the the cookies variety of seeds have like an anti-medicinal property that like makes you eat whether it's more depressed more sedated like more uh mind fog that kind of like effect where you just feel like I don't know, zonked out. Maybe it's just a like a couch lock effect. Much more of that. But I, I don't I've know. I've definitely think... heard that that cookies strains are more apt to depressive episodes. I've definitely heard that before, like from multiple people. It's a thing going around, you know. Like, and I think. That w whether or not the people are selling seeds that are not cookies who are, claim these things, that doesn't necessarily make it not true, right? Like, you have to keep an open mind about all this stuff. And I, I Smoking on some of this weed now that, like, has no cookies in it, okay? It's just, like, old school stuff. It's been around a long time. I can tell you it has some property to it where it's, like, it makes me less, um, I think like inhibited is the word, right? Certain weed like makes me feel way more inhibited. Like in my own mind, I like second guess myself when I'm like out in public, you know, like you have that voice in your head, like, oh, did I, did I just say that? Was, was that a stupid thing to say? Like, you know, are, are they looking at me weird? Do they know? Do they know where I put the bodies? <laughs> that that sort of thing. Like you yeah, guys you know what I mean. Like you're always wondering. Like it's that voice inside your head wondering. Like you know, questioning yourself. I don't get that with this weed at all. Like I'm just like I'm I'm in the zone. I'm like not. I'm I'm here. I'm present. I'm like. It's a it's a weird thing, guys. I, I'm I'm struggling to really explain it, but I'm trying. It's it's hard, you know. So but, you're um, not inhibited. Yeah, I feel way less inhibited. Like I can function better when I'm like just doing dumb shit, like going out to the store, like buying things, having those awkward little interactions with like like shopkeepers and like um, people at the counter. Like I'm just, it's way more natural, way less just like. God damn, I'm high, and they fucking know it. I'm just like, I couldn't care less if they know I'm high. That's I'm not great. Even That's about like it. a truly functional medicinal weed strain. That, like, 
to be able to go and interact with people on that higher vibrational level, you're more interactive, you're more interested in what they're saying, it's easier, it comes more naturally, like you're functioning on a higher level. You're using that strain medicinally for those effects. So like knowing that affects you that way, that's a brilliant part of being a conscious consumer, knowing what affects you well and what affects you not so well. You know, if you become a paranoid mess, maybe stay away from the super high sativas. It, yeah. Conscious consumerism. I, th I think that's a great way to put it. Conscious consumerism. And not that I was necessarily doing this. And I just, now that I'm experiencing the smoke itself, I can tell you that there's something possibly behind these claims. Just from my own personal experience. Like, I don't know, man. Cookies makes me in my own mind sometimes. And I, like, I don't want to go out in public. I just want to sit on the couch and fucking like disassociate from society. Which is fine sometimes. That's it exactly is, what is. you need sometimes. It's good to rest. And maybe cookies is good for rest. Or meditation or contemplation. But not so much for going out into the world and adulting. I still think it has its purpose. And it's not something that should be like abolished from the cannabis library. Well, you no. Know, I mean, no. people get well, paranoid I mean, from sativas. Like I said, you're not going to abolish sativas. It's just yeah, every but I mean, system is different. There's breeders out there, in particular one that comes to mind, Mass Medical, who is like dead set that like anything cookies is just terrible for you. And it's harmful and it's like <clears throat> and that type of shit I don't like. Like you're just spreading false <coughs> back. Like and when you when he the way he portrays things, he's like spitting it out like as knowledge, like this is a fact. You know? And I just I don't like that. Now, look, the reality of it is, is most cookie shit isn't for me anyway. But to say that it has, like, no value as a strain and you shouldn't smoke it is kind of fucking stupid to me. You know? It's just, it's, it's, um, it doesn't it, make any sense, you know? There's, like, the conspiracy element with it, man. That, that always kind of is intertwined. With like the why why is the cookies not good for you? It's like, well, they're spreading it around, man. Like, don't you know that's why it's in every dispo and every grow operation? It's like that's why all the rappers are promoting it. It's because yeah. it's like it's bred to not be medicinal, man. Yeah. They breed out the cancer curing properties, man. And it, they breed in this like voice in your head questioning your own actions man like, i don't fucking know it sounds yeah, crazy know. no no no. there's some people that actually believe that that's the thing it's isn't it funny though how i've always noticed there's like a very strong overlap like i'd love to see the venn diagram of like conspiracy theorists and growers and smokers like we we we, we do intersect at like a lot of weird <coughs> weird angles you know well there's a whole lot of fuck you i won't do what you tell me in the cannabis community and same thing with conspiracy theorists so we've got that rebellious think for ourselves type of mentality 100 percent. that's exactly right like it has to be the distrust of the government the fact that they lied to us about like what this plant was and what it was well, was and wasn't good for, you know? Well, part of that all spins back to the fact that the plan enlightens people. And kind of, uh, the government doesn't like that. Right? So, in a lot of ways... Except the cookies. That, that stuff yeah. doesn't. It keeps you on so, a lower wavelength. <laughs> like That's why they're it, spreading it around, man. Yeah, so that's how easily something, a rumor or whatever like that can, can start. Because there's, you know, I guess truth behind, you know, some of it. I don't know. And don't people fucking... love that type of shit in the community. That type of, like, scandalous tea. Oh, my God, did you hear? Like, they love that. <laughs> it spreads like wildfire. Yeah, it, it does. People love it. But, again, like, guys, I think I think it's all... It's humorous. I've I've noticed these things being said in the community, but 
having smoked this stuff, like I think there's a different high behind it. There is something like less, like I'm less inhibited in my day-to-day -day operations when I'm high on this stuff. For good, for bad, that's my experience. Deal with it. Well, good. I'm happy for you that you found a strain like that. They make yeah, life so much easier. Oh, it sounds okay. delicious. I wish I was close. I'd fucking come by and smoke a joint. Well, I'm definitely sending you some monster, and I'll br I'll bring you some G3. Just Thanks. I haven't had like a good <laughs> skunk. But you don't sound like you're wow. interested. She's just like shit. You're, no, you. you're like this is the most brilliant weed I've ever weed. smoked in my life, and you're like. I guess I'll bring you it's some like, too. If it's not fruity, I don't want it. If it's skunky, that's totally not skunky. true. I like gas too. All right, all right. As long as there's a chance you'll enjoy it, <laughs> then I'll bring it to you. Glad. Of course, I enjoy just about everything. I just okay. like, you know, look, I'm choosing pure Michigan of my own free uh, will. True, true. This is growth here, people. Truth, truth. Well, what do you think of it, G3? Do you like it? Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Would you get it again? Um, yes, if it's like this, but this doesn't really represent the way you've described it before. So, because I didn't grow it, you got some PA boof out there. <laughs> right. So, like, I don't know. I was prepared to like taste this and feel like I got smacked in the face with a ribeye didn't happen not so yeah. much i get like different vibes from it some people say like, soap i've gotten like from soap? people before yeah i can kind of get like a note of that hmm. kind of like i like the lemony kind of like um yeah i definitely pull out some lemon um just rotten funky nasty <laughs> i don't know almost bo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not yeah. quite so. Like it's not offensive. I wouldn't call it offensive. No, you know what I liken it to? Actually, like, you ever just like get like a uh, like a dish with like fried vegetables and like peppers and onions, and you could just open it up and you could just smell it, and it's just like, eh, I don't think these vegetables were quite that fresh. <laughs> um, that's like the vibe I get from the kind of like rotten it food. Smells almost. like like <laughs> oh corner store Chinese food. Basically, yeah. <laughs> Cooked yeah. rotten well, vegetables. Yeah. Oh, that's funny, man. That is <clears throat> I mean, honestly, it sounds delicious. I, I would I would smoke it. I would smoke it. Um but yeah, let's let's do a hard pivot here, guys. Let's we want to talk a little grow. What what are you guys doing in the grow? right now what's going on in your worlds go ahead g3 people um that. let's see we're gonna run through the list real quick so we've got two mango smiles that are distinctly not boys who are supposed to be boys but they're not i just didn't get around to flipping them so we're just they, letting them grow they were just regs no they were just they were mango smiles but i was going to <coughs> turn them into boys to get pollen so gotcha. that I could mess around with that because I didn't think I had enough time before this night owl grow along started and I really didn't but I didn't get around to flipping them so they're just gonna grow and we're gonna run out of space and that's gonna be fine um and then I've got these four for the yag night owl grow along I've got two mango aisles and a mandela effect and a mango myrrh and they're going beautifully love it except for this fucking temperature my god is anybody else struggling like hell to keep their tents warm because this is my nightmare ah i'm seedlings and it's like 67 degrees and lights out it's not good um oh. yeah so they're on day like 10 ish another week or so and we'll turn the autopots on and then it gets real it's gonna be awesome 100 yeah. percent. that's the day we all look forward to is autopod growers. Yeah. Like, when can I turn on my system? Open the floodgates. Ah, uh, you really don't Wait. want to do it too too soon. I mean, it's like you. There, there's a strategy to it. Like, um, you know, I start 
with the pots saturated, that's when we pop the seed and then kind of figure by the time the seed sprouted and the, you got a little established seedling, it's it's a week later, right? So you, Ish, you, you, yeah, I like to say week-ish. between days 15 and 20, usually. I like the outermost seeds, their leaves to be like relatively close-ish to the sides of the pot that tells me they're established because as above so below that's a very good way to look at it um so we're like let's let's back that up like because i think we gotta like that that is the key right i think that's how we gotta look at it and what do you mean by you know as above so below so Mother Nature and all of her brilliance and balance and all things. Besides that being like some kind of Wiccan spell, it's no, it's it's just how things live. As above, so below. Whatever you see above the surface of the soil, plants generally mirror it below the soil. So, however big your seedling is, generally the root system underneath the soil is relatively the same size because in nature, if a big old gust of wind comes sweeping down, something's gotta be able to hold that mass of a plant in place. If it doesn't have the spread and the depth to match what's up top, the thing's gonna go flying away. So, as above, so below. You can generalize how big your roots are based on the size of the plant itself. That's uh, a brilliant way to look at it, G3. Um, mm-hmm. And that's really what we're waiting for, I think, as, you know, if we're doing the autopot thing, we're waiting for the roots to spread out to the sides of the pot at the top, as well as it's kind of down below. I mean, like, you know, if it's if it's wide, if it's as wide as the pot, typically it'll be like, I don't know, maybe one and a half times as tall, which is exactly the dimensions of the pot. Mm-hmm. So it's like I don't know. Once your once your plant's about the size of the pot, flip that system on. Yep. Maybe a little less than that, but you know what I mean. And I, I think there's a strategy too uh, behind like letting the soil dry out um, pretty thoroughly right before you go ahead and make that flip. Um, you know, it, it'll force the roots to, like, spread out even more as they, like, search for that water that's even, you know, in the middle and sides and edge of the pot. So let your let your roots dry out as much as you might, like, maybe a little more than you think you should right before you open those floodgates. That's what I always yeah, do. Not too much. You don't want to end up with, like, dry pockets. But... No, Enough. when you go Enough when you go too dry, um, the EC and the rhizosphere definitely grows a little too high. You can burn some shit that way. Yeah, I mean, part of the part of the game with the living soil thing is always making sure that, like, you're you're watering the soil, not the plant. You always have to keep the soil kind of alive and and kind of moist. If it dries out like a bone, there ain't no life in there. <laughs> Yeah. That's why we love auto pots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay wet, little For ladies. Sure. For sure. So yeah. Uh I'm I'm in the same, you know, I'm in the baby phase. I mine mine just sprouted. It's it's an exciting time for us. Yeah. What do you have growing? Babies. Um yes, the babies. What are the babies? Well, the uh the strains, let's see. I, I picked um both the you know night owl grow along, so I'm doing the blue sprayed shoes remix. Ooh, and that is that's for me. And my wife picked one. She wants to make edibles, salves, tinctures, that You're kind so of stuff, stuff with our Levo machine and like her extract skills. And she chose um, Cosmic Revival, which is like. A one-to-one, I think, CBD. Um, what yeah, is that? Cool. It's Cosmic, Cosmic, Cosmic Queen, Queen and... Oh, God, I love Cosmic uh, Queen man, so it, much. It, I'm not even so sure what the CBD one is on there. I think it said, like, CBD Giant. I'm not even sure, like, where he got it, you know, but... What is that? That's um, interesting. 
CBD auto giant. Yeah, not not sure, but something he you know he liked and wanted to throw into the mix because I of love one to ones. I am such a fan of the entourage effect. <laughs> really, like a yeah. couple of recent ones have so won me over. They How, offer so much. What do you think it does, like high wise or experience wise? I at least with like Aunt Jenny's elixir, and I think she wasn't even a one to one. If I remember correctly, she was a variable. I want to say twenty to one, and man, she rocked my world. Like, wasn't supposed to, but not only did she super help with like back pain and so many other things pain wise, but she like she got me silly high ridiculously high i might be too high for this high so <laughs> if i wasn't a believer before her i certainly was afterwards no there's definitely something to it the entourage effect it's all the different cannabinoids and uh you know the cbd might help heighten other cannabinoids you know that may not be as pronounced otherwise i don't know mm -hmm. yeah no i'm i you know i'm it's my first go with a one-to-one -one or a CBD strain of any I'm type. I'm excited so, for you. I'm um, looking forward to seeing kind of what they're all about. and Shit, I'm looking forward to the gummies, a can of gummies, yeah. when, when they're all, all done. But, you know, we, we have a, a good, good recipe and formula for them anyway. We just use our trim. I mean, it's... Yeah, why not? You can use, like, if it's trim with... with um trichome coverage it's usable product you know what i mean like i don't throw that stuff away ah, i use that shit why not yeah. i mean what Put the fuck freezer got trichomes there's there's something there of value absolutely especially when you have like one of those one of those oil machines um or just you know the know how to to do like rso or any kind of tincture and you know waste not want not Mm -hmm. Definitely, always one of my goals to like use as much as I can from from each harvest, and like recycle my soil and do that whole thing. So that was that was important to me. Yeah, use everything you can. Why? No, I mean, no, no. can you imagine you spent so much time? Why spend like? Why throw pieces of it away? <laughs> You see how much trichomes are on those things? Like, unless you're going to press it all through your trim bin. Use no. it for something, at least. Yeah, we save it. I mean, the stuff I do throw away, you know, just leaves, dead leaves that have no trichome coverage, of course. Mm -hmm. Now, what do we do with, we call them our skeletons? Right, that's a great Where question. Where do we put our skeletons? Because I closet, of course. <laughs> Yeah, kind of, it sounds crazy, but like, you know, I do have a closet with about half a dozen uh, plant skeletons in, in it right now. Like, that's not a lie. Yeah, I mean, I would just try to chop them up and uh, throw them into the bed, soil bed outside with your veggies. Oh, I mean, that's fine. Yeah, I, bur I burn mine. Yeah, you can burn, burn really too. well once they dry. Yeah, I've seen people make pipes out of them. Mm -hmm. The pipes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a whole company like, that was doing those a while back. I haven't seen them around recently, though. Oh, I heard if if you put them in the bathtub and then just like use a real strong sulfuric acid, uh, they'll dissolve and there won't be any any trace of them. Barrels and lie. Some, some breaking bad shit. <laughs> just don't let it collapse through your ceiling, and yeah, all good. Yeah. All good. Um, now, I don't, you know, just as if there's any, I think Monster probably had the best idea. Just compost them, throw them in like some some of that used soil. I mean, one of the other kind of waste products is the like you could call them like like the the brains, the brains like the like the root ball after you like yeah, I've heard of people making teas extract with the soil from it all and like shake it out yeah tea from yeah. a root ball mhm mm yep you could How look it up do it's that? pretty common i have no idea i've never done it 
I imagine you just take the root balls and try to get as much dirt off as you can and boil it up and (laughs) I can stir it. Boil it. Yeah, I mean, I don't fucking know. Add some some bacon, some peas. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Root ball soup. Stone soup. (laughs) Used to eat that back in the Depression. I don't know. I've heard people grind it up and make flour out of it. Like, add it to flour. Yeah. That's kind of a cool idea. Yeah. Root ball I like that. Dude, I I bet you it's, like, really healthy. I imagine. Look, there's got to be some medicinal benefits and (laughs) nutritional benefits, I should say. There has to be. Has to be. Interesting. Interesting. Hmm. Got Charles out there. He says... Alabrije says it's good medicine. Make root ball stew. Hey, don't knock it till you try it. I mean, I'm not going to go through the trouble of doing that. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got enough shit going on, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I hear you, dude. I hear you. Speaking of uh, what you got going on. What you got going on, mofo? What you growing? <clears throat> so I got a lemon cava harvest just about to come to fruition. I got a prayer glue harvest just about to come to fruition. And uh, I got these Tino's Genetics Strawberry S1 just started. They're a little over a week old. And um, I recently also popped the uh, Pure Michigan Lemon Cava Cross. I'm excited to see what comes of that. Two of my faves crossed together. I know it's like you in a strain. I was telling him for <laughs> fucking for, for years he needs to, to do it, and I don't know. Within the last year or so, he uh, he did it. I know early bird grew up, grew it out. I'm sure there's others in the community too, and it looked ridiculous. So, um, from what I've seen, it's kind of more of a. Most of them seem to lean more towards pure Michigan, uh, but we'll see what we get, and then. Uh, <clears throat> I got a couple of grow tents that um, I'm going to pick one of them. Either a two by three or a two by two. I think I'm going to go with the two by three um, and throw an auto in it just up, up here in the little nice. studio. Yep. It's going to be basic bitch as can be. Uh, it's way too cold up here. So I'm not going to heat it. So it's just going to be a 24 hour grow. And that's it. There you go. Yep. Dude, I. <laughs> Listen, first first of all, I'll believe it when I see it. Second of right, all, right, he's been threatening for years. <laughs> I recently just grew out some sacred watch. You can I go back on my IG and look at it. Playing. I know. I, did. One of, like, I, I know the community wants me to grow more autos. The reality of it is, as much as this may hurt some people, they're just not my thing compared to photos. But I do like them, and I still I think they have man. their place. So, um. Look, we grow what we want to grow, right? Amen. You yeah. do you, boo. So I, I feel you. Um, but recently, Alabrije sent me some some holiday beans. I forget what he called them. Yeah, man. Yeah, they look yeah. intriguing. I think I forget exactly what strain that is, too, but I got the pack somewhere, too. And that, that'll be popped probably after this Night Owl stuff. And out of all, like, well, I mean, I haven't popped a Goonie yet either, but of all, like, the small-time breeders that are friends of the show, Alabrije, I haven't popped any of his stuff. So, <gasps> huh? I recommend you change that. I've, you do. I've, you I've, try. I've popped some big green guy, got some outcasts, um, going to get some Goonies, Goonies knocked off the list, right. and some Alabrije. Yeah. For a small-time auto breeder. my bucket list. Shit, I just saw big green guy. He's got, like, something else coming out with, like, a... A, uh, a Z Express cross, a Z, what is it? Zameldica Express. Zamdelica. Zamdelica Express cross nice. with like. Uh, He's always working on something. Yeah, he man. stays He's, busy in that garden. He does. He does. And like, like it's funny. Like I go, I'm, I go back and forth right between my like Admiral photo period and Captain Autoflower personas. But I find the pull back to the autoflowers. Honestly, as much as I'm enjoying the fuck out of this recent photo period harvest, right? <laughs> Guys, like it took it took a full eleven weeks of flower to do these, right? It took on top of that, uh, 
nine way too long of veg like nine weeks of veg maybe nine weeks by the time maybe not that long because he was fucking around for by the time i had sexed him by the time i had transplanted by the time i let him grow out for another few weeks it was like yeah seven eight weeks man so add that all together and that equals way too fucking long yeah, you know, but if like, you just vegged them like two weeks like a normal person, it wouldn't have been that long. <laughs> Still yeah, fucking you're forever right, you're a flower, right. though, man. You're right, you're right. That, that's but... the thing I keep trying to tell people. Like, as far as the autos, photos, timeline goes, there ain't much difference. You can have a photo out the door in 90 days from seed to harvest. Listen, you, you certainly can, especially if you have a mother plant or something like that you're cloning from. And you can just take a bunch of cuttings, let them veg for like a week and then flip, right? Like do that kind of a process. It's tough like when these, you're doing regs. These seedlings like, I have, you know, um, like the, the Tino's S1 strawberry, uh, I'm going to just flip these in like three weeks. And then I imagine like a 70-day veg time. Are they fems? Are they regs? Yeah, they're fems. Are they fems? So like... You know that was pro- that was half the thing. I think it's like they were regs. I didn't want to like send them away for sex testing because I'm a cheap bastard, right? So I purposely stress them and keep them in small pots and do this. It's like it took way too long, yeah. And then eleven full weeks of flower. They probably could have gone twelve. I could yeah, grow those- a whole plant in twelve weeks. You know what I mean? Like autos is like twelve weeks and they're done. 84 and out the door. That's 12 weeks. I just, as to much each as. their own, you know? That's the fun thing about this. You have each one serves a purpose for different reasons. I think all things considered, when you, when you add the time invested, the, I mean, the effort put forth i mean shit to grow i mean it's half the reason i did it was like the challenge it's like can you grow reg seeds can you sex them all yourself can you do the whole thing and flip it you know can you do that right yeah i can that was fun but now i i just like i just want the convenience the ease the maybe i could shut down a whole fucking tent and just have a perpetual grow in one tent if I just grow autos. Theoretically, right? of course you could. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole... That right there is what makes... I mean, that is what might... That's what made them appealing to me as a beginning home grower. you tell me I just need one tent and I could like have baby plants and elderly plants in the same... Same space, ish. Uh, ish. It, it's th- that benefit. I'm. It's, it's bringing me back. Like yeah, I it, mean, look, we, we. I've talked about it before. You know, I, I had a four or five year hiatus from growing, and when I started growing again, that's what I picked up as, as autos. That's what inspired me to to because I'm like I can do it all in one space, right? And um, it's it was intriguing to me, you know. So. Yeah, the fact that you can do it all in one space, pretty fucking cool. That, I and yeah, for real, man, Like the fact that you can just have one tent and have seedlings, have vegging plants, flowering plants, you know. Yes, it takes a level of organization and commitment to pull that off. It is a higher level of chaos than a standard grow, for sure. Sure. But yes, it is absolutely doable, manageable, more effort. To have a perpetual grow as a beginner is like, that's like goals. You know what I mean? A lot of people, that's kind of what they aspire to and achieve to to do on their own. Like they see a lot of people doing it out there themselves. It, it's, I don't know. For me, that was one of the draws for real. I, I I saw that benefit and immediately it was like, man, that makes it so accessible. Just one setup. All I need is this one little light. 
this one little corner of my, and then of course it balloons into fucking like three rooms. It's like any house. other hobby. Once you get into it, you start <laughs> going nuts. I, yeah, you do. But if you have self-control and, uh, you know, maybe you really do want to just keep it like small scale and manageable. I don't know. Autos are the way to go. If you do what, if you are, just a hobbyist home grower, if you do just want to get some good medicine for your initial like startup cost investment, fucking autos. The way to go. Yeah, just don't go with Nukehead. Somebody <laughs> asked me that earlier. Go with reputable breeders. Yeah, we've, there's so many choices out there. Um, I mean, you don't want to take it. I mean, look reality of it is right cap i mean you took a chance on some smaller breeders um to give them a start but you kind of i mean had an idea what yeah. was going on you know let's that was how we found alabrihe or he found us i forget forget how it even worked like um yeah no and outcast same thing like it was they were part of the like uh who else was even in that challenge too man they were all great. They were all great. That was the thing. But I had like vetted them beforehand and I kind of like interviewed them and about their process and what their intentions were. And what are your intentions with my tent? What, what, what do you want with my grow tent? <laughs> Shotgun wedding. Yeah. <laughs> you will you have a good job. <laughs> exactly. Do you drive? Exactly. Do you have any venereal diseases? That's funny shit, dude. Sir, what are your intentions with my grow tent? Title for the show right there. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be. could be. Um, but no, so someone in the chat mentions it. You know, listen, man. Electricity bill. Ooh. Ooh, right? Like, all right. We're keeping it 100, guys. You know, I'll be I'll be as real with you as I can. My shit went up way more than I thought it would. Mm-hmm. Still manageable, okay? But, like, keeping a grow two tents, sometimes three tents, operating to some capacity with air conditioning, with heating, with... Dehumidification with 1100 watts of grow lights with all of the fucking bells and whistles and all of that stuff. Like, my God, man, it's, it's, I mean, a couple hundred bucks a month. It, it, it can go up significantly. Okay. And that's, I think we're even in like an area G3 where it's, it's pretty low. The cost is not that high per kilowatt grow weed they said it'll <laughs> save you money they said <laughs> still cheaper than going to dispo actually probably not these days so that is the thing monster i was making i was doing the calculations because i got into this hobby to save myself and my my wife money that was our initial, like, we, well, we want to do this because we're spending too much money at the dispo. As much as I love doing it, right? Don't get me wrong. Okay? It is a purposeful hobby at the end of the day. It keeps we you occupied, it, right? Yeah, we love it. It's wonderful. These plants are miracles, but it provides our medicine. I, but, yeah, like, I, it's like at the end, of the, I love tomato plants, too. There's a reason, like, I, I don't grow those in my in my attic in the middle of the winter and and always have tomatoes at my disposal because I like smoking wheat. Like it's my medicine, you know, for real. If I didn't have it, I'd go to the dispo and get it. I was doing the calculations on like, you know, what, what did I get? I, I haven't even calculated harvest wise and stuff. It's just like, it adds up to too much fucking money is what it adds up to. If you have like 
again, I'm growing it for me, for my wife. I do not sell. It's my hobby. It's my medicine. Okay. So that explains a lot there too. Right. But I've, I've wanted to keep it like that for, I don't know. It's just, I don't really have an interest in expanding it or making it like my, my business or anything like that. I'm, I'm looking to minimize you guys. I want one tent. I want like multiple plants, one tent. I'm, I'm simplifying. I'm downsizing, you know, like selling the house and getting a fucking double wide. But one, one that's How long nice. is that going to last, pretty, really? Pretty nice. So, I don't it, know. Do you think it's more expensive for you to grow? Than, I than think, well, listen, for, for us, for right now, no. Because dispo prices are so, still so fucking high, okay? But in the world where, like, G3 found $80 ounces... Oh my god, that was right? freaking ridiculous. Which, in a lot of the country, that's what it's like. Like, in Oregon, how much do you think it costs to go buy an ounce of professionally grown cannabis? The organic, even. $80 is still a mind-blowingly low amount. It, it is. No, you're, yeah, you're but, right. like, the reality was that's not a sustainable business model. These people selling ounces for $80 don't last. There's a thing in this industry what people don't realize. Like when you're seeing uh like weed that cheaply, most of it is coming from like MSOs, right? That have X amount of canopy space and they have to produce X amount of flour in order to keep their square footage of canopy space. So what a lot of them will do is sell prop flour at literally at a loss. So that they can keep their canopy space, but the the thing is, eventually the jig is up. There's only so long that they can do that, and we've already started to see. There was a story in the Boston Herald the other day. Cannabis companies are dropping like flies because the market's oversaturated, and they can't produce enough flour to turn a profit. So, That's eventually, crazy. I was just gasping because Mama Q is saying here twenty five dollars a pound for last year's. $25 a pound. Yeah, weed is worthless. She's out in Oregon. That's... Whoa. Yeah, it's... I mean, it's worthless. That's wild. I mean, that's... That's wild. We don't live in that world yet. It's still... It it makes it worth it. Where I'm going is, I think, in the end, craft cannabis will survive. The people producing the fire, those are the ones that will thrive in this market. And all these MSOs eventually are going to be whittled down to nothing. Just in time for federal legalization to pick them back up and fuck you all in the ass. <laughs> we all want, you all want federal legalization. I promise you, you don't want yeah. federal legalization. But that's a whole other show. hear that, man. Yeah, well, you know, we'll get into it next time, but. I think, you know, someone else says, like, keeping it 100% hobby level money is necessary. Says Easy Breeze Bud Beer. Yeah, that's the thing to consider is, yeah, you're producing medicine, your own medicine, right? But it's also a hobby, and hobbies cost money. They also can't, you know... There's a line I think you can cross as just a home grower and someone who's just doing it for personal use and consumption. And I think I, I kind of crossed that line recently with kind of how expansive my operation got and just how complicated it made. Even even with automating parts of it, it was it was complicating, you know? So... Again, I'm moving out, downsizing, getting a tiny home. I'm still going to have a good life, though, I promise. Are you really going to get a moving out, getting a small house? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh. I mean, like, theoretically, I'm, oh. this is my, like, you know, that's my analogy. Yeah. 
Okay. I was going to say, I don't think the wife would fly with that. No, 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 no. I mean, like, you know, my tent-wise, I'm just going, I'm downsizing. Yeah, just tent. grow what you need. I, you know, I feel like a lot of factors went into this, too. Just like how with how ridiculous and overgrown the plants were in the 5x5 five five and stuff. I'm just like, ah, do, do I... Do I even need what am the I five doing by five? I'll just grow a couple autos. Like, come on, just keep on harvesting them and keep on popping new beans as soon, like right before they're ready to be harvested. You know, <laughs> it's like a really, really golden, beautiful system that all works together. As someone who's just trying to do it for simple medicine, like avoiding the dispo. Yeah. You just want to obviously want to take advantage of your space. You're not wasting money, but you you know just grow what you need. Maybe instead of bought three tents, maybe scale it down to two. You know, one for babies, and uh, the other one for you know the big big gals, the big fat bottom bitches, (laughs) big ladies. Right at the end of the day, your grow should fit your life, not the other way around. That's why we recommend automating. That's why we recommend, you know organics with stuff built into the soil or salts that are really easy to follow you know whatever it is that makes it easy to fit your grow into your life that's what you should do yeah you should never be a slave to because you'll burn out that here's a great comment from i always love to see norma what's up what's up norma he says i'm shutting down for six months i'm weed rich them auto pots worked too well Glad to hear it. Yep. Man, it's a good problem to have. Feeling. Love Generally, that that's feeling. the response I get from everybody that tries autopods. Like, holy shit. Like, I got so much weed. Like, even Joint was like, dude, these fucking plants are huge. You know, like, I can't believe it. He's in love with it. Like, he yeah. loves autopods. Oh, dude, for, for a breeder, too. Like, I mean, Daz uses them. Like, it's just, it, it takes your mind off of, you can focus on, like, observing the plants and how like how they grow and all the morphology and shit that you want to be involved with as a breeder you could be focused in on that not, not only that but the all the water go- like the water going down so quickly watching how much they drink makes you realize that we're really incapable of providing what they truly want and need at the end of the day it just right we, we'd be doing like all day long we would just be watering them small How amounts all they, day long they do and can drink if you give them the chance mm-hmm. thirsty bitches well what a great feeling norma i mean congrats congrats first of all um my my second comment would be invest in some uh long-term storage options you know maybe maybe grab what what are those bags everyone grow loves? Bags. The Grove bags, bags. monster. Right them up last time. Maybe grab some of those. All I hear, hear is great comments about them from you know. Look, I was I, the I fucking trust. biggest skeptic on the planet. I told, thought they were bullshit. Okay, and I cool. was wrong. He's using them. <laughs> <laughs> He's already on top of it. But good, good, good. We're talking to, you know, the theoretical listener out there who just harvested their own plants, too, and is wondering, how the fuck do I keep these things fresh? And- you know what I like about the grow bags? There's no burping. I just throw them in the bags. No fucking humidity packs. Those are stupid. Um, they, it just, they just work, man. It's like voodoo. I don't even know how the fuck they do it, but... When I crack open that bag and you get that smell, mm, oh, uh, they just, baby. yeah, no, it, it just, <laughs> it, they just, it's consistent every time, you know, uh, and yeah. I, eventually they wear out and you have to get new ones, but I don't know. I like, cool. well, I still what? like the jar for the daily, daily use stuff. Oh, yeah, hundred like percent. Store your growth bags and then move into a jar for. Yeah, and there's something super special about like whizzing open a jar. That feeling. Gold bags are useless if you're going to open them up every day. Yeah. I think jars do a a better job of like curing uh, more harder. You know what I mean? Like if, if you just keep it in jars, eventually it like it does kind of dry out. It gets like. A little crumbly, perhaps, 
but that's just less moisture more of the product is actual bud that you're smoking like it, it can be a better different experience as long as you don't let it like get sit there for too long and get degraded and stuff no i mean i keep my you know i keep my bag with it my bag has a jar in it not a grow bag like i keep a jar full of weed with me but mm -hmm. like for storage can't yeah. beat the grow bag word. word well cool man cool um look at the time do you guys even believe we've been doing this over an hour no time just flies by um yeah speechless utterly speechless but um yeah why don't we why don't we wrap her up for tonight guys and we'll join y'all again in a week and have more fun sounds good to me Zelda's over here pacing she's in the room with me tonight so she's Aww, she's dying to get up she, she Hi, knows Zelda. it's been an hour it's time for the walk real quick uh, I want to shout out a couple of new Patreons uh, F.E. Hive THC appreciate your uh, support brother thank you, thank um, you let's see here. Um, Sir Vix Masher <laughs> uh, I get it. He's a knight. I get it. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I thought that might have been another one. I think that's it. Well, thank, thank you, you, thank you, thank you. We, we really love, appreciate we it. We love you, and we love and, the oh, whole yeah. community. To Mike S., if we didn't give you a shout out last week. Well, thank you, guys. Thank you, Mike. And thank you, everyone who joined us live, everyone who participates weekly. Like, you know, we love all you guys. Everyone in the Discord. If you don't know, we do have a Discord. Join us over there. That's free. Great yep. community. Like-minded people. Always active. Not too active, though. You know. If you, if you want a link, just uh, hit us up, DM, or go to the website. It's available right there. For sure. For sure. And, um, yeah, I, until next time, guys. You just, guys, stay de influenced. Think for yourselves and, uh, <laughs> don't get caught.